Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. We started the first hour talking about who who, who these hooties are and uh, that, that uh, uh, Joe Biden and our uh, hospitalized Secretary of Defense ordered uh, strikes uh, against the Houthis in Yemen. And uh, yes, everyone in Gen X uh, knows about Yemen because of Chandler Bing. Um, what else did we go? Oh, we covered in the last hour the um, uh, the the proposal to make it a federal offense to be an annoying jerk. Uh, well, the people who are protesting by uh, you know laying down in the streets and stuff and stopping traffic. Um, one thing to note here also, uh, Noah Pollock at um, Washington Free Beacon uh, on the Hooties, uh, he said uh, Trump, when he was president, designated the Hooties correctly as a terrorist group. And one of the first things that the Biden team did was they they overturned that. They reversed it. And they were very proud of it. They were they were promoting it. They were touting it. They were like, look at us. It's for humanitarian reasons and all this. So they reversed that terrorist designation. Um, if they were to try to reapply the designation, then that would be an admission that Donald Trump was right. So... The Hooties are apparently going to stay off of the terrorist list no matter how much terrorism they do. Because, as Noah Pollock points out, the grown-ups are back in charge. That's right. This is what grown-up foreign policy looks like. And if you have any kind of disagreements, well, you you just hate America. That's all. So we're we're running, what, we're running bombing campaigns over non-terrorist militias. Is that the idea? That, like, I don't know. It, just, it, it seems, yeah, it just seems weird. Uh, Gary says, I think the states need to take charge regarding the, um, the protesters in the streets. Um, look at Texas kicking out federal border control because they are cutting fencing that they are preventing crossings. If state police came in and shut down these roadblocks, it would stop. I don't think we need more feds. Yeah. And uh, I do have that story, by the way. Um, Let me see here. Well, you know, I'll do it now. Let's see. We'll do it now. Um, Bill Malugin from Fox News reporting in an overnight Department of Justice filing, the feds confirm that the Texas National Guard has deployed armed soldiers and vehicles to block federal government agents from accessing the river in Eagle Pass, Texas. And that the state of Texas informed them that no Border Patrol agents will be allowed to enter Shelby Park. Um, and I, I, I don't know this for sure, but it but my guess is that Shelby Park is more it's like a state park right it's like a it's like a large natural area cuz it's got the river there and so that's where uh Texas initially put the uh the the floating razor wire buoys right remember that they 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 put razor wire concertina wire whatever they they and they floated it in the river 
And so people couldn't cross the river and get past the barriers. And so and then the the Border Patrol came in and was ordered to uh, to dismantle those buoys to take down the razor wire. And uh, hang on a second. I have. Hang on. Here it is. I was looking for the looking for the story here from Fox News. This was from earlier. Um, Adam Shaw, Bill Malugin, Fox News. Um, the Texas National Guard has seized control of a park at the U.S. southern border and is now blocking Border Patrol from entering the area, part of an effort to stop the surge of illegal immigration into Texas and a move likely to significantly increase tensions, oh no, between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. I am all for this. I am all for it. Because this doesn't get fixed unless people feel the pain, right? The people who are and look, this is the and the left should understand this because this is what they're doing with the with the protests in the streets, right? They're blocking traffic to cause pain to try to affect change. So, busing immigrants up to these sanctuary cities is designed to make them feel the pain, the consequences of their actions, right? The state government in Texas has taken control of Shelby Park in the city of Eagle Pass, Texas, which has been at the center of the migrant crisis that has engulfed the U.S. border. Authorities have now set up razor wire and fences to block off the area. The mayor of Eagle Pass, fellow by the name of Rolando Salinas, said that he was informed that the decision was made as part of Governor Greg Abbott's emergency declaration. Salinas told reporters it was not something the city had requested. He said his understanding is that Border Patrol is now not in the area as a result. And so that's what this latest uh, report that I was reading from initially came from Bill Malugin on Twitter, where uh, he has now gotten a copy of the filings in court um, that confirm Border Patrol agents not allowed to enter Shelby Park in any operational capacity, end quote which is a significant escalation by Texas after the Federales fought to remove the water barriers and the razor wire that the state of Texas had put in. The DOJ is suing Texas over its new border security law. There are like multiple lawsuits flying around uh, by the feds against Texas. I think there's one by Texas against the feds in a statement Um, The Texas Military Department, they have one, said it has maintained a presence in the park since 2021, including with security points and temporary barriers. Quote, the current posture is to prepare for future illegal immigrant surges and to restrict access to organizations that perpetuate illegal immigrant crossings in the park and the greater Eagle Pass area. Right. So they are saying Border Patrol. And you NGOs, non-government organizations that are basically funded by left-wing donors and government grants, right? You guys that are facilitating this invasion, you are no longer allowed to be in Shelby Park. Get out. We are taking control of this park, and we're we're reinstalling the border protections. Um, the Border Patrol Union, so this is the federal employees... But this is their union spokesman, um, Brandon Judd. He confirmed this to Fox News, that agents, his agents, are being blocked from entering by the Texas soldiers. 
And then he praised the governor for doing so. Quote, Governor Abbott is not harming Border Patrol operations. He is enhancing them. His seizing control of Shelby Park allows our agents to deploy to troubled spots that experience high numbers of gotaways. Right? Those are the, the ones that they see cross, but they get away. They're called gotaways. Governor Abbott's actions should be seen as a force multiplier. This is all part of Operation Lone Star that was uh, uh, implemented in 2021. Here they have the uh, right the, the lawsuits. Um, so Biden sued Texas over their law that allows state and local infor- uh, law enforcement to arrest illegal immigrants. So the government, the federal government, is suing the state government saying, how dare you enforce any laws against these people that we're supposed to be enforcing the laws against? We don't want to do it, and we don't want you doing it either. Texas has sued the administration for cutting and destroying razor wire that was set up to stop the illegal crossings. Texas has also upset sanctuary cities across the country by busing the immigrants to those cities in an effort to relieve the overwhelmed border communities, but also... Um, you know, to send immigrants into the open arms of more caring, more virtuous, uh, less xenophobic and hate-filled knuckle-dragging liberals. So, like, these are the places that said they welcome everybody and uh, that, that that have positioned themselves as morally superior uh, to these, you know, hate-filled racists down along the border. So you should be celebrating the busing of the uh, of the unauthorized immigrants. You're getting them out of the racist strongholds. I don't know why there's such a problem with this. I have an email here from Chris to Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Pete, could Eagle Pass, Texas be the new Fort Sumter? What happens when Biden sends a few platoons to recapture the park? Well, hopefully it doesn't uh, Hopefully it doesn't get to that, right? Uh, it doesn't come to that. But um, I suspect, I mean, right now they're fighting it out in court. Um in some filings last night. So that's where I would prefer it stay. John, welcome to the program. Hello, John. Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm trying to be good. Okay. Well, that's a start. Okay. Good talk. You want to hear? Yeah. Oh, okay. You what I think? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, that's sure. I think that we're all in trouble. And this is why America ran from the Taliban, leaving some Americans, leaving over $80 billion worth of American military equipment behind to the Taliban. Mm-hmm. That is our legal constitutional definition of treason. That means right now, every elected or appointed member of our society, everyone is by law legally incompetent. If we the people don't rise up by law up, legally incompetent, what does that e- no, wait, what, what, what does that even mean? By law legally incompetent, what does that mean? Like they, like adjudicated to be like unable to conduct their own affairs, conduct the, the affairs of the people. That's what they're hired to do. Well, sure, but I mean, there's there's a thing called bad statecraft, right? I mean, they, people make decisions and they do things, and they were bad decisions. That doesn't make them legally incompetent or guilty of treason no you're right on that level on the level of the charge of treason it's already known that america armed the taliban 
No one has done anything to protect we the people from that treason. That makes them all, by law, legally incompetent. Everyone across the whole country? Every elected or appointed member of our society right now. Like, so wait a minute, so like a city council member in Charlotte or Mint Hill, town council member, they're, they're guilty of treason? Yes. No, they're not guilty of treason. They're guilty of legal incompetence for not protecting us from the treason. What? Okay, all right. So you you have to just you have to define legal incompetence for me. I've never heard this term. That's not actually a legal term, right? No, it actually is a legal term. Okay, so what does it mean? It means that if you if you've been derelict in your duties to represent the people you're hired or elected to represent, if you if you if you're aware of a crime being committed against the people. Mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything to protect the people from that crime, mm-hmm. you are, by law, legally incompetent. By law, legally incompetent. You know I'm going to look this up to find out if there is actually a law on this. Well, look it up. Okay, do you have any... Uh, can you tell me where I could find it? Just, is it a federal law? Uh, I looked it up under the uh, Constitution, under what I looked it up. You have to forgive me. I have a depleted time and a 20-hour memory. So I have to look at my notes every day to what I'm doing. No, that's that's totally fine. No, I'm, like, I'm asking just like if you've got the if you got a, a source that I could go to, it would save me some time. Well, I just looked up the Constitution. Okay, so you're saying <laughs> it's, it's in the, the Constitution. Con- okay, all right, right it's I, in the Constitution. All right, I'll take a look, John. I appreciate the call, sir. Um, by law, legally incompetent. Okay, I still don't know how somebody in Mint Hill on the town council would be able to protect people after we uh, surrendered in Afghanistan. I mean, it's great. we pulled out, right? We fled Afghanistan, Joe Biden, right? We had us flee Afghanistan, leave behind all of the military uh, weaponry and uh, materiel. Um, would the same have been true in Vietnam when we pulled out of Vietnam like that? Remember the, the famous images of the helicopters and people holding onto the helicopters and stuff and then they ditched all of the equipment in the ocean remember they like pushed all of the the choppers and vehicles into the water so the enemy wouldn't get them i mean at least at least they did that we i don't even think we did that in afghanistan so quick were they to 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 run away and i don't blame the i'm not saying that the soldiers did anything like that is they they were ordered to evacuate they were told to leave and you got to leave um, yeah, I'm not aware of the uh, not aware of the constitutional provision of bylaw legally incompetent, um, and then the the charge of treason. Look, if um, if somebody were to to want to try to charge Joe Biden with treason, I don't think it goes anywhere for that uh, for for that decision he made. I understand you can rhetorically call it that, and it can rise to that level in your mind. But from a legal standpoint, you know, burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt, kind of a thing. All they would just say is like, you know, we made this decision and it was executed poorly, but that doesn't mean we were engaged in trying to destroy America, contrary to our oath of office. They just made bad decisions in a time of retreat, fog of war and all that. So anyway, I mean, that's that's just my take on it. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. 
at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out i did i looked i googled it i did a control f search on the constitution i did not find the league by law legal incompetence i didn't find the phrase i mean the 25th amendment like I, I saw that thing but that's to remove somebody who's you know who's incapacitated but so anyway I had it. sorry I, I could not find it message from dave by the way like I'm sorry, people attacking me here. I am being attacked on social media. Um, I am being attacked in some emails. People are very, very mad at me because uh, I, I did an extra hour today. Because I did, I'm doing four hours today, and people are mad that they've only tuned in for the 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock hour, they did not know that I did the 11 o'clock hour for Vince Coakley as well. I sent out the tweet. I told everybody I was doing it. I was here. You can it's, it's on the podcast, so you can pick it up and listen to it later. This is not my fault. Stop attacking me for doing more work. Anyway, Dave says, uh, sorry, just home from, the, from pre-op test. I hope everything's all right, Dave. Um... Missed the segment on Texas. My fear is that Biden and the Secretary of Defense will suspend federal funding to the Texas National Guard over all of this. That's a good point. That's a good point. Are they going to try to withhold federal funds uh, over this this uh, this fight in Eagle Pass, Texas, where the Texas National Guard has taken over control of Shelby Park? Uh, which is a major border crossing point where uh, the state of Texas had put up the floating razor wire on the buoys, you know, so so as to create a barrier so people couldn't cross through that. Uh, I think it's a state park. Um, so they couldn't cross through the park. And uh, the feds are suing over it, and they came in and, and tore it all down to allow people to keep crossing. And... I thought it was interesting that the Border Patrol Union representative was applauding Governor Abbott's decision to send the Texas National Guard there and to take over control and to kick the Border Patrol out, as well as any NGOs that are operating in there. Um, Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Dave. Hey, Pete. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. First of all, I just got to say, God bless Texas. <laughs> Governor Abbott, uh, if they pull the funding, there's enough money in Texas. They'll figure it out, and if mm. we have to, if they have to, to pull totally out, they'll they'll do that too. But hey, I just wanted to call and tell you how thankful I am, and excited I am for the upcoming January 31st uh, uh, district eight debate. Okay, I hope that uh, everybody in that, that uh, in that area will uh, show up for that. Should be a good good night. Uh, excited to meet. A lot of you guys face to face, and, and just really appreciate WBT's engagement with that. Oh well, thanks. I appreciate it. So the uh, our program director 
the boss, Mike Schaefer, uh, he sent out a message, an email uh, a couple hours ago that I think the, the count is somewhere over 300 people now have uh, have si- have gotten tickets. Uh, and they're free. They're at WBT. I've got my RSVP already, buddy. I got on it quick. Good, yeah, good deal. Great night. Good deal. All right. Well, uh, we'll say hi when you get there. If uh, if you bump into me, uh, just tell me that you were the guy that uh, said you were looking you, forward to it. You, well, you, you'll know who I am. I'll be the guy in the University of Texas Longhorn shirt with a with the <laughs> orange cap with the blue star for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> All right. I will try that's to remember my, that. That's my political, that's my political uh, military uniform. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Thanks, Dave. Right. I appreciate it, man. See you then. All right, see ya. Um, yeah, that is, by the way, I can go ahead and tell people, give them the info here. Uh, WBT.com's got all the details, obviously. Uh, this is the North Carolina 8th Congressional District Republican primary debate, Wednesday, January 31st at 7 p.m. It is at Wingate University uh, at the Bat Center at Wingate. And uh, thank you, by the way, Wingate, for the, uh, for the venue. Do appreciate that. It's going to be moderated by Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. And then questions are going to get tossed out um, from uh, all of us here at BT. So that would be uh, Winterbull and uh, Brett Jensen, Mark Garrison, Vince Coakley, myself. Uh, so if you want to go, just go to WBT.com and uh, the tickets are free. Just like my podcast is free. So if you missed that first hour, there really isn't any excuse uh, for not uh, consuming it after the fact. Right, you can sit, which kind of sounds weird. Now that I say that out loud, that kind of sounds gross. But no, you would just, you know, download it. It's free, and you just click the subscribe button, and then all of the uh, the podcasts come right to your smartphone or tablet. Um, Dennis, in an email to Pete at the PeteCalendarShow dot com, says, "Do you know the difference between the Hooties and the Al Shabab?" I th- well, I think um, I think one is well, like, one has like a, a twist and then a dip. I think. Right? And then one does the thing with the knees, like the Charleston. I think that's the difference between the Al-Shabaab and... I think I might be wrong on that. Other than the name difference, Al-Shabaab in Somalia and the Houthis in Yemen, just across the bay. Yeah, they are. They're just across the sea from the... Right right through that... Uh, was it the... The Red Sea, but there, it's like the Straits of something. I forget what it is. Um, it... I, uh, it's not Hormuz. That's the that's the one near Iran, I think. That's on the other side. Anyway, I'm an American. I don't need to know geography. It's my birthright. Um, add them, add Al-Shabaab and the Houthis uh, to Hezbollah and Hamas, and you wind up with more gangs concentrated in one area than in New York City. Thank you, Dennis. Good one. Um, this is from Tim. Regarding Tom Tillis and his federal proposal for penalties for blocking the roads, I just received an email from Tom Tillis's office. He was asking questions about Ukraine, Israel, Palestine, etc. Just sticking his finger up in the air to see which way the wind is blowing, like he obviously did when he got on board with the Democrats last year, expanding gun control laws and supporting various continuing resolutions. What happens when a so-called conservative Republican senator from North Carolina goes to D.C.? Do they get some type of operation on their brain when they arrive? Richard Burr acted the same way, some sort of frontal lobotomy. Um, well, I think part of it, one of the things you always got to keep in mind is that these guys are running in, in, you know, statewide, and 
These are very, very close races statewide. So, you know, you're always trying to find, if you're in these positions, like you're trying to find examples where you can, you know, uh, go to voters in the next election cycle and say, see, I'm a moderate, right? There's some sort of uh, inoculation a lot of times that people think that they get when they take positions on bills, particularly ones that don't pass, you know? Um, but I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if, if he's, I haven't seen the email, so I don't know if he's gauging people's opinions and then he's basically focus group testing, uh, what his position should be. But I've also heard people make the argument that they're supposed to do what we tell them to do. Like, will you work for me? In which case then maybe that is the best way to do it. No, I mean, I don't think so, but I've heard people say that to make that argument that they should be going to represent, you know, us. Well, would that just then be whatever the majority views is the correct thing that that's what you do? Once again, I don't I don't think that makes for a good lawmaker, but, uh, you know, your mileage may vary. Dan, Dan, Dan's been sending me messages for a couple hours now, and uh, uh, he has been he's been working out some. He's been working out some lyrics uh, for a potential Hootie song. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Darius is going to try to get the band back together or what. Uh, but Dan uh, calls himself the Idea Guy, and um, he says, "How about uh, using uh, taking off on your original thought, uh, but spinning it to be the Hootie Ninnies." The Hootie Ninnies. Instead of the Hoot Nanny, it's a Hoot Ninny. Of course, the original 1963 Hoot Nanny TV show featured a lot of folk music with acoustic instruments. Candidly, Pete, I don't think you're going to draw a lot of flies, as it were, with uh, sort of Middle Eastern style music. That was his original thought, was to put like the, what are they, not the sitars, but I guess it is. I don't know, that kind of, meow, 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 whatever, that kind of music underneath it. Um, Perhaps if we format the music, maybe feature rap or hip-hop in place of the twangy Middle Eastern stuff, we can bridge the gap with the Gen Z crowd. Bessie, now that's pretty. That's a pretty good idea, because they're not gonna, they're not gonna take to you know the that meow 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 kind of song. I know it sounds like a cat when I say it like that. Anyway, uh, other featured acts like Je- like Jeff Dunning and his Ahmed the Dead terrorist, along with the top. Hamas sympathizers like folk music duo Ilan Omar and okay I don't know now I'm not following you Dan it's getting all over I think this is voice to chat um, or voice to text these are just a few preliminary ideas when the checks start rolling in I'll start fleshing out the rest of the content for you a la Akbar bro (laughs) thank you Dan I appreciate it um so this question of immigration, how much time I got? All right, I got time. Um, the, que- the, the question of immigration came up in the GOP debate the other night. Did you know there was a GOP debate? There was. I watched it. I actually pulled a whole bunch of sound from it. Uh, didn't get to play it yesterday because we had the uh, uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg police crime stuff, and then Kamala Harris came to town, and I don't, I don't even know what I'm listening to when I hear the report on WBT News that Brett Jensen, say, or he's reporting that the... Uh, that the kids that were at this event were brought there by the vice president's office. They weren't CMS students or something. Like, they don't know if they were CMS students and they kicked all the media out and they kicked all the, they didn't invite the school board there. It's very, very weird. Anyway, on the uh, immigration 
uh, question. This was uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis in their debate the other night on CNN. Biden's led in 8 million people just in four years. They all have to go back. We have to enforce the rule of law in this country. Think about what's happening to our country. Just this week, we saw the news that a, high, that a school in Brooklyn, New York, had the kids stay home. They did, were not able to go to school, told you can't go get an in-person education. Why? Because they're common. The city's commandeering the school to house illegal aliens in it. Talk about putting Americans last. You're putting these kids out of an education because you can't control the border. Biden has failed in this endeavor. He has not taken care that the laws of this country be faithfully executed. Do not trust Nikki Haley with illegal immigration. That's like having the fox guard the hen house. She's on tape at the Aspen Institute. She'll say she didn't say it. She was chastising (laughs) conservatives saying it's disrespectful to illegal aliens to say that they're criminals. They're violating the law. It's disrespectful when people come to this country illegally and impose burdens on our communities and run drugs into this country. That's what's disrespectful. She's weak on immigration. She's bankrolled by people who want open borders. And she said there shouldn't be a limit on immigration. You should work with corporate CEOs. Thanks, Governor. That is pale pastels. That Governor, is warmed thank over you so much. So, Governor Haley. What we need to do is not just ban a wall. We need to put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. We need to defund sanctuary cities once and for all. No more safe havens for illegal immigrants. We need to make sure we go back to the Remain in Mexico policy so that no one even steps foot on U.S. soil. And instead of catch and release, we need to go to catch and deport. That's the only way we'll stop the incentives of these illegal immigrants coming across. Biden turned around and gave half a million Venezuelans Wayland's temporary protective status. That's half a million driver's licenses, half a million social security numbers. All that does is incentivize them to pick up the phone, you, call governor. their family she, members and thank tell you, them governor. to come Governor ahead. DeSantis. She did bring, when she was governor, she did bring Syrian refugees and she got criticized for that. That is uh, not she true. Also in her comment, lies. Hold, on second, hold on one second, Governor. That we'll, is we'll, not we'll, true. We'll give you your turn in a second, she Governor DeSantis. It's, it's, it's noted. So uh, the, the, the disrespect <laughs> comment, She's talking about that they're all families. If you look right now at the border, these are military-age males, many of them, and they're coming from all across this world. Right. So this is the problem with Trump derangement syndrome, and it, it, uh, it, it is on display with the, uh, the issue with the hoodies as well, which is anything that Donald Trump did was automatically deemed to be bad for whatever reason, racist, xenophobic, whatever, stupid, capitalist, whatever. It was automatically deemed to be bad because it came from Donald Trump, right? Hydroxychloroquine, for example, right? When people are like, hey, you know what? This thing might work too. And he mentions it and then it becomes, oh, no, you can't do that. Well, the problem is that now once you make your decisions based only on what Trump did and you're going to do the opposite, If what you're doing now is making matters worse, then you have all the incentives to not budge from your position. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing on the border. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing in the Middle East, right? This is what I mean. When I say Trump broke so many people's brains, this is what I'm talking about. And by the way, it also goes the other direction, right? People who are saying, you know, things like, well, Ron DeSantis is the biggest Fauci supporter. Like Donald Trump said the other night in his town hall meeting, like, that's asinine. Like, uh, DeSantis wasn't the one that gave him the medal. That would have been Trump. 
Think for yourselves, people. Thank <laughs> you.